0: Go. You got something for me? We got an ad Yeah We got a commercial here oh, Really? Okay And I'm gonna sell the shit out of this product Okay, sell it I got a good product here okay. And if I was chewing I'm I'm changing my chew to bananas Okay In honor of this advertisement Okay Get ready to be transported To the birthplace Of one of the most powerful monster myths of all time
1: Kong <laughs> Skull Island. Wow. We're uh, advertising
0: Kong Skull Island? We are. What's that movie all about? When a scientific expedition to an uncharted island awakens titanic forces of nature, mm. a mission of discovery becomes an explosive war between monster and man.
1: Oh, my God. The ultimate
0: conflict. Tom Hiddleston. Ooh. Samuel L. Jackson. What? Brie Larson. Say what? John Goodman Oh my god And John C. Riley star in a thrilling new adventure That reveals the untold story of how Kong became king oh. Be sure to get your tickets now Kong Skull Island is in theaters March 10th
1: Now entering Nerdist.com Chew it With a guy named Kevin Chew it And this other guy Steve it From the TV and the movies And now this podcast it They're gonna get chewy chewing it They might even get me Chew it But they're gonna get funky On this podcast thing Mm. Mm. Oh, what do you got? What are you eating? I am eating pancakes. pancakes Pancakes? Yep that's a good. Ch- that's a good call. I mean, pancakes. Okay, there's a, there's a reason for that. There is which we that. can get to that. We can get to that. Yeah. What are you eating? Um,
0: churros. What, see, I thought you were going to go with something else. Oh, you did. I thought you were going to go with something else. What?
1: Coconut peach paella. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I was eating coconut peach paella. Yeah. I thought you were going to. You s- know what the secret ingredient is? Uh, coconut. Uh, coconut. Yes, that's right. Cool. That's right. Good one. Coconut. Yes, goddammit, coconut. Coconut. Okay, so we, we were both eating in honor then of, uh, of our friend, our friend Bill. Uh, you know, uh, what we decided was that today we were going to take some time to remember our friend. Yes. Who uh, we lost uh, last week. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, it was sad, our friend Bill Paxton. And uh, then we started talking about some stories and how many great stories that there are with him. And that we thought we should celebrate him. Right, not be sad, but be happy that we knew him and had fun with him. Exactly, and share those stories. Exactly, this is our tribute to Bill. So we shouldn't tr- we shouldn't be sad. We should have fun and have jokes because that's what he would want. And he was a guy who loved to laugh. And oh yeah, right, he'd be the first guy who'd love it.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, I and mean, Bill was a hilarious guy. Yeah, you know, if you
1: some of these stories you'll hear, like go listen to the Bill Paxton. The Bill Paxton podcast is really the a list of this thing because it's. I went back. I listened to a little bit of it, and uh, I actually I was I was driving in the car. Uh, and I heard him on, like, a they rebroadcast, like, an NPR um, uh, interview with him, and it was from, like, 2003 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it, he's such a fucking great storyteller. And then I, I was like, I, I got to go listen to the, some of them. And I went back and I listened to some of the stories, and it's just great. So, I mean, we're going to tell some stories. Some of them will be repetitive to what that is. But if you want to hear him from his mouth go back and listen to that episode, if, you know.
0: Yeah, well also that was like those. That, that was the early days of our podcast. Yeah. And I think that like at that stage Bill was probably the biggest guest we'd ever
1: oh, had. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh and he came on and we did it at night. It's, let's let's hold on a second. We got a plug first. Okay, okay. And then I want to go into this cuz the, the, him coming into our podcast is a funny thing. Okay. And then that night we went on afterwards, yeah. all funny, all funny stuff. Yeah. Uh but before we go into this uh Paxson thing, let's talk about our upcoming dates. Um, we are going to be this weekend. We're going to be in Burlington, Vermont. Mm-hmm. Burlington, Vermont, at the Magic Hat Mardi Gras, kegs and right. eggs, kegs and eggs. That's March 11th, Saturday. I guess they shut the town down. Did you know that? I did not know that, or whatever they've you know they parades all over the place. Just for just for Magic Hat, or it's for a Mardi Gras parade. I think it's for Magic Hat Mardi Gras. I don't know. Okay. we're going to find out, but we're going to be there. We'll be drinking beers and having fun, having laughs. So yeah. if you're in the Burlington area, coming out to the Mardi Gras. It's March 11th, Saturday The next weekend, March 18th We will be in Grand Rapids, Michigan At Gilda's Laugh Fest Which I think is another thing That takes over the whole town, right? There's like comedians every 10 days I've, doing shows I've never been But never I do been. love
0: all those festivals Because like wherever they are The event
1: tends to take over the town And it's like it really does It's fantastic Yeah, so that's uh, We got two shows at the Wealthy Theater Wealthy mm-hmm. Theater mm-hmm. And you don't have to be wealthy to go um, <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone ah. Grand Rapids, March 18th. Tickets are available through LaughFest or on com. You can go check that out. Then a couple weeks later, we're going to be in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club. March 30th, 31st, and April 1st. We'll be there that weekend. And we've got five shows at Cobb's. Always fun. Always fun to go to San Francisco. I'm sure we'll see some friends up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and those tickets are on sale now, so go we'll get them, San Francisco. And then uh, later on in April, April 27th, 28th, and 9th, we'll be in Winnipeg at, Rum- at Rumors Comedy Club. Yeah. Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg. Uh, and then uh, those tickets, I think, are not on sale yet. But the next weekend will be Tacoma, Washington, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. We'll be in Tacoma at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Those tickets are on sale now. You can go to HeffernandLemmy.com for, for the link or go to the Tacoma Comedy Club. And get their tickets. So that's it, man. Burlington, Grand Rapids, San Francisco, Winnipeg, and Tacoma. That's the live show thing. So anyway, let's go back. So um, our good buddy Bill Paxton uh, tragically passed away uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, it was a shock to everyone because he was such a vital kind of uh, live guy. And uh, he was working on a show training day. And um, it was kind of a shock That he had passed away And uh, it took us all by surprise Like I went back I looked at like A lot of those pictures That we took Mm -hmm. On the set of Club Dread Because the making of Club Dread Was where we met Bill And that was like It was kind of like An odd confluence of events Where it was like Going to summer camp Shooting that movie You know what I mean Like we were we were alone in in, in a in a, a desert like on a deserted island almost, and it was like just the group of us were there for two months in this paradise. It was like summer camp, and we got to know Bill really, really, really well.
0: Yeah, well, we took we took over the resort. Yeah, and so we literally were alone. Yeah, and it was a, it was a beachside jungle resort. Yeah, and uh, and also for us, career wise, it was. We were coming off of Super Troopers. It was the first right. time we made a big budget movie. We made a studio film.
1: Yeah. And, and there's Bill Paxton. And we got him to be in the movie. And so ultimately, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but we ultimately became great friends with them and, and from then on. And uh, it was sad to hear about what happened. And so, uh, I mean, I thought it'd be good to just to take some time and uh, share some memories.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I called him Pancake. Right. And that was well. You said you wanted to eat pancakes, and there was a reason for that, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> is is uh, one of the things you know at this? So the resort that we stayed at, the Tamarindo. Should we
1: back up and go like the pa- how we got Paxton in the first place? Well, go to the beginning. Well, because the the thing was we you don't realize you get this opportunity, but you start to make this movie. We wrote this character, Coconut Pete, and it was supposed to be a Jimmy Buffett type of guy. Mm-hmm. And we had a list of people that we kind of thought would be good. And when you make a studio movie, all of a sudden you realize maybe you might have access to get, like, real actors coming in your movie. Yeah. And then um, we heard, you know, the script had gone, I guess, to his agent. And, um, and you know, he was familiar with Super Troopers and whatever it was. And Paxson wanted to do it. Paxson loved the, the character. And he got back to us. And we're like, holy shit, Bill Paxson wants to do the fucking movie? And at that point you realize, you know, like... It's all like momentum Like if you have somebody Who really wants to do your movie Sometimes And you like them You should fucking go for it Because yeah. Otherwise you're chasing somebody And you're trying to convince them But we had a guy Of Bill Paxton's caliber yeah. Who wanted to do it And we were like Fucking yeah And Fox was like Wait a minute You know We got some other ideas too Yeah And at the time It was like That Osborne show Was big on MTV Uh huh And they're like We're thinking about Ozzy Osbourne For yeah, so that yeah. part And we're like Wait what do you mean Like <laughs> Well, I think we think Ozzy Osbourne would be hysterical as Coconut Pete. You're like, well, wait a minute. Ozzy Osbourne's not an actor, right? We got a guy who's one of the great kind of comic movie film actors here. Let's do this. and then But they put a pause on it, and we had to convince them. And I've always felt bad because when Bill Paxton says he wanted to do your movie, you're like, yeah, Bill Paxton. You know what I mean? But there was this moment where we weren't sure. Yeah, it was bizarre. I mean,
0: for us, you know, like we were we were kids when Bill Paxton burst on the scene Sure In the role of Chet <laughs> Right Weird Science In Weird Science Yeah And I mean like for, for You know obviously it's, That's a movie from the 80s Like for us growing up Like that was That movie was massive And that character was iconic Yeah That character was Quotable like, When you watched When you watched Weird Science Obviously you're watching the movie And you got Kelly LeBrock And there's great jokes And everything But when Chet comes on screen you were psyched, yeah. You were fucking psyched. <laughs> Chet was the best part of that movie. He was great, God. He was fantastic. Yep. I want, you know, nice greasy pork sandwich and a dirty ashtray. <laughs> I mean, like, he was fantastic. And so when
1: we had the opportunity to get Bill Paxton, we were yeah. all over it. But this is also like you know, I mean, this is after you know, like you know, Aliens and Twister and Apollo Thirteen, mm-hmm. and Titanic. I mean, this is after all that shit, you know, yeah. I mean the guy had been in, you know, Tombstone and all these movies that, you know that we had seen and loved and like, yeah.
0: holy shit, you know? No, to us he was he was an A list major
1: motion picture. Yeah, who star. wanted to do our movie. Yeah. And so don't think it ultimately got worked out though and, and we went down to this resort with him and, yeah. and we met him and he was kind of one of those guys that liked to be in character a little bit. Don't you think? Like he was a guy who I mean, he was down there, and it's not like a method thing where he you you couldn't talk to a guy. But he just he liked to embody that thing, and he had he he came down there prepared to be Jimmy Buffett,
0: which was you know, respectfully speaking, in in this case, it was hilarious because yeah, while well, he's not he's not a crazy actor who's like I'm just gonna be that character the entire time and don't talk to me, right? Like a like a you know like a Sasha Baron Cohen who's like <laughs> right. I'll never break character, <laughs> right? But he is like, he said, I'm just going to embody that what this character is, which meant a lot of partying. Sure. And it meant some pot smoke quite a bit. <laughs> sure. But it wasn't, but he told us, he's like, you know, like when I filmed U2571 or whatever <laughs> fuck that movie was, <laughs> right. he's like, I didn't do any of this. Like, I yeah. you know, I played it straight. I was like by the book. I, you Ain't know the military I, guy. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, I'm, I am going to be coconut Pete. Right.
1: And it was so much fun that yeah, he embraced cause, that.
0: Because he'd walk around the resort. With yeah. the guitar strapped on his back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which, and he didn't even really know how to play the guitar. No. Like, he kind of took some lessons and he taught himself, but he went and he bought, like, a shitty guitar in the Mexican village yeah. and strapped it on his back, and it looked like it had always been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which
0: was, <laughs> which was great. I mean, we're all over the place now, yeah. but, like... All right. Go back to the pancake story. So, you started... We started calling him Pancake Paxton. <laughs> well, okay. so So, the resort. We went down to Mexico, and... We found the perfect resort to shoot our movie, Yep, but we couldn't afford it and also pay for us to stay at a different hotel, and so we discovered that the way for us to get this resort was if we just bought it out and we stayed at the resort. So really, it was like it worked out in our favor because we got the resort, and we also got to stay at like a uh, (laughs) first-class... For months. ...oceanside resort in Mexico, and it was the the most amazing filming experience we've ever had. Yeah, uh, the first the first week that we were there, yeah, we still had to share it with a few of the guests mm-hmm. that that you know were were occupying it. And so I remember the first time I met Bill, yeah, was we were at dinner and he arrived at the resort, right? Okay, and there were still some guests there. And when Paxton walked in, this is like down in Mexico, and these aren't even there aren't American guests there. These are sure. like like rich Mexican guests and like other people like. Paxton walked in, and it was a movie star had just entered the place. (laughs) People were coming up to his table, our table, and going, Hey, Senor Paxton, (laughs) may we take a picture? And, like, (laughs) you know, I remember I was giving him shit. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, look at you. You're a fucking movie star, aren't you? And, like, this is the first time we'd met. Right. And probably about fifteen minutes into it, he's like, "Jesus fucking Christ, are you just going to give me shit the entire time we're down here?" I said, "Pretty much." He's like, "Okay, I just need to get my head around that." All right, okay. Yeah, I just need to know who I'm dealing with here, man. Yeah, I mean that was, and that was the beauty of 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 Bill sure. was like, he he identified
1: who I was in his yeah. life, and then said, "Okay, this is what this is what I've got." But here. then he could play that game, which is great about it, which was great. It was like we've worked with plenty of actors, and they're wonderful people, but they're not the kind of people that you're going to give shit to, and they're not the kind of people that you know that you'll be having a beer with them at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But Paxton was one of those guys. Like, Paxson was one of those guys, you knew that he would give you as much shit as you could give him. Oh, yeah. And you, you would laugh your ass about it all night long, you laugh. And that was the first the first night I remember. Yeah. I mean, there was that, and tell me if it's the same night, but okay, so we eat dinner. Well, it has to be. And then we went and we decided we were going to rehearse a little bit. Yeah. And we went into the pool. Yeah. And we hung out, and it was one of these kind of infinity pools. And the sun had gone down; it was nighttime. And there was the lizards and Britt and, yeah. and he wait, wanted, was Brit there. I can't remember Brett was there. Or he not. wanted to rehearse. Yeah, yeah, which was also great about him too is like he really wanted to rehearse the character. And so we went. We sat in the pool together yeah. at night and had drinks and did scenes, and then just started fucking laughing. And that was the first night. Yeah, and, and that, that was the yeah the beef night. That was the <laughs> 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 well, and that's when you knew. That Paxton was the guy Because We We have a thing where Which is annoying to a lot of people Is <clears throat> We'll take a joke And beat it into the fucking ground Like we'll say a, a joke Or a line we like And we'll say it over and over and over again And each time we say it We'll crack each other up But the people around you are like What the fuck are these people oh, yeah. doing We've You and I have gotten kicked out of We've kicked out of bars For repeating a joke too much
0: Yeah Where the bartender's like Shut those yeah. fucking guys <laughs> Get up Get out of here Because we're wasted And we're doing it loud
1: <laughs> Right And we started doing it that night,
0: right? Yeah. We were doing the... It was right when um, the Sam Elliott uh, Beef, It's What's For Dinner commercials (laughs) had started airing, and we couldn't stop doing it.
1: Beef, It's What's For Dinner.
0: Now, uh, uh, Bill had acted in movies with Sam Elliott. Yeah, Tombstone, yeah. And so he was one of the greatest movies of all time, and so he was happy to jump in on it with us. Because he knows Sam. And so Beef, It's What's For Dinner became... The joke of the shoot, uh-huh. pretty much one of the jokes sure. of the shoot,
1: and that night, I mean, it was like a, everything was for dinner. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> everything was what's for dinner. Everything was for dinner, <laughs> oh, laughing our asses off. Right. But I do remember, you know, I I told the story on the original podcast, and I'm going to stop saying that. Okay, okay? <laughs> chances are I've told all these <laughs> stories on the original <laughs> podcast, but I remember that one day we were shooting on the beach, yeah, and he just he tapped me on the shoulder, and I looked at him, and he and he pointed down. And his dick was out in his hand and he said, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> and I remember laughing. I was just looking at Bill Paxson's dick and thinking to myself, it, it, it's that surreal thing that you, you know happens when you are in the movie business where you're like, this is Chet. When I was watching Weird Science all those times and we were all loving that character Chet, in a million years did I ever think twenty years later I'd be on a beach with him and he'd be showing me his dick and telling me it was for dinner. <laughs> no. I did not. But again, it's like this sure.
1: was this was the camaraderie that was going on. This was the kind of that guy Bill Paxton was. And we had laughs, endless laughs about that was for dinner thing and then but the funny thing is about Bill also is he would get he would get a little ornery sometimes at the things, right? Yeah. So that was the pancake thing. It's like we were at this resort and they had a they had a limited menu. It was a great menu and the food was great, but like Every day there was, you know, whatever, six choices for breakfast and whatever, six choices <laughs> for dinner and whatever it was. But every day, uh, Paxton would order pancakes. Yeah. Every fucking day he would eat pancakes. Every morning, every morning that would be his breakfast. Yeah. And you might mix it up. You know, you might try the eggs or whatever, but oh, yeah. not, pan- not Paxton. Not pancake. Not pancakes. So he went
0: pancakes. Yeah. Even, if, even like there were times, you know, because we were all in bungalows and they, all the bungalows were next to each other. Yeah. You'd be, you know, you'd go over to his... his Bungalow to hang out on the weekend Or something like that And you'd walk in And you'd see His room service trays <laughs> over there And
1: there's, you know A couple bites of pancakes left He hasn't finished But it's like He had pancakes Yeah It was a day off He had pancakes yeah. too And we started calling Pancake Paxson And it was Pancake Paxson this And, Pancake, and then He didn't like it though No, he did not when he, when he heard that For some reason There were some things with Bill Where he would just be like I don't like that. Yeah. And and I'll take all kinds of ribbing in this world, but then for some reason, and Pancake Paxson was something he did not like, which of course only makes you call him that more Yeah, because he didn't like Lesson it. Lesson number one,
0: when somebody's calling you a nickname, if you don't like it, pretend you like it. Right. But he, that might have even been where we first realized, I mean, I remember laughing
1: about it being like, he doesn't like when we call him Pancake, does he? Doesn't. He doesn't. And, and we, even years later, when we'd see him, we'd say, What's up, old pancake? Yeah. He'd get so mad about Still it. Still didn't like, like it. What the fuck is I that even remember some?
0: asking him, like, "Like, Hey, pancake, why don't you like it when we call you pancake? And he'd ignore it and be like, Hold on a second. Before I answer that, just I, I have a question about the scenes we're going to shoot tomorrow. And you're like, and change the fucking subject. And you're like, He does not even want to acknowledge the fact that he hates being called pancake. Yep. Makes you wonder if something happened like. I don't know. He had a pancake issue? Yeah. I don't know. It was so if, funny, though. If, if he went to like, P.A., Pancakes Anonymous, or something like yeah. that. Like he was off the wagon. I get away from my fucking wife and my sponsor and get, <laughs> eat all the pancakes I want down and get off the wagon in Mexico. Some pancakes in Mexico would be delicious. The other one, which uh, I, I seem to be the only one who remembers this, but tell me if I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he also had a, a pink shirt that he wore. Oh,
1: yeah. No, every- I, I've got a picture of it. i got it right here. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because uh, I, I just sent it. I, I had gone through my pictures. There's a great picture of him, my brother, and my mother. Yeah. And I signed him to those guys. And uh, he's wearing the pink shirt in a lot of the pictures. So we started calling him Pink Shirt Paxton yeah, as well. Yeah it, yeah, was, yeah.
0: it was the, if Pancake was the varsity, Pink, pink Shirt was the JV yeah. nickname.
1: Yeah. And he didn't like that one either. But he loved that pink shirt, though. And, and it was lo- a great pink shirt. It was, like, you know, it was like, you know, it was like a very comfortable, kind of beachy type of, you know, shirt that he liked to wear around. we call
0: him old Pink Shirt Paxton. Good old Pink Shirt Paxson. But he didn't like that one either. No. But oftentimes when you call him Pancake, Pink Shirt would be not too far behind. When you'd start, We'd start to rag on him about the fact that he didn't like being called Pancake. We're like, all right, what should we call it? Well, how about Pink Shirt? No, he doesn't like that one either.
1: I don't like that name. I think he just didn't like nicknames. Um, so, yeah. But he would, he would get mad about things here and there in a funny way in the point, to the point where you could make fun of him about it. You know, It's like it's the guitar, the guitar story, right? There was a, a stairway. We shot in this outdoor resort, and there's a stairway leading from the production office down to the the kind of, you know, pool area or whatever. And, you know, it would rain a lot there. It was a tropical thing, you know. And uh, and it w- those stairways would get wet. The stairways would get slick, you know. And so uh, one day I think we were all sitting out there and uh, we just heard this, uh, you know, this walking and then we heard a like a scream and then we heard like a the sound of a guitar smashing. Yeah. Like a clang, you know. And then him fucking swearing, he came out and he was so fucking pissed and he was mad because the stairs gotten all slick and he was walking with the guitar on his back and his feet went out from underneath him and he landed square on the guitar on his back and he smushed the guitar yeah. on the stairs and he, and he was furious, he was like, God damn it, Who, somebody put some fucking tape down, man. Can't we get a PA to put some fucking tape down on those stairs, man? Somebody's going to fucking kill themselves. And then he had to go into town and buy another $5 guitar at the uh, Mexican store in town. Yeah. Which was he what? was so mad about that fucking smashing that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <It was so laughs> it was, well, we heard the whole thing. Yeah. It, was, it was one of my favorite things about that shoot was that,
0: like, you know, I, I think Paxton was so in the frame of mind of being Coconut Pete that he allowed himself to be a little bit uh, uh, feather-headed. Yeah You know like it'll Be a little flaky A little loose A little dumb Sure
1: But at some points It would catch up to him And he'd get just get mad about it. Yeah you would get pissed off
0: But one of my favorite
1: things And it's just, it, we used the shot
0: In the movie Was like It's him in the ocean Yeah Yeah Bending over And he he gets nailed by a wave Yeah Like he that way. really creamed Hits yeah. him and fucking takes him For a tumble Yeah and he wasn't expecting it. He was not ready for it. And uh, and we kept it in the movie. We kept it in the movie. Yeah, he gets fucking creamed. Yeah. Did he get pissed? I can't remember if he got pissed
1: off about that. I didn't think. I don't think so. No, he was because he was. He had his whole bit where he was like pouring out a drink for Hank. Yeah. Into the ocean, <laughs> and then he just wasn't paying attention. He got fucking creamed by a wave. was so fucking. <laughs> funny. And it was uh, one of those great moments. It's captured on film. You yeah. Know, like a real, like a real genuine moment. You yeah. Know? It was fucking funny. Here, here's
0: another time where he got crusty. Yeah. Because Bill, he had a unique way of being crusty. Yeah. And like a, a lot of the you find with actors, it's like every other actor that we work with is much more professional than we are. <laughs> right. And that's just the case. Like, sure. Like you and I, we're not really thinking about shit right. up until, you know, I mean, every now and then you'll be like, all right, I know how I need to play this. I need to say this, whatever it is. But like, for the most part, we're not really ever in character.
1: Sure. And that's why we're not good at what we do. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I guess we've only made five <laughs> movies. But like all other professional actors are really in care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they've researched the character. They've thought about their character. They've created a character. Yeah. And so like, you know, they get frustrated when the process is being tainted. Yeah. Or being corrupted somehow.
1: Or disrespected.
0: Yeah. And so I remember one of my favorites was when we were sitting, we were shooting in the jungle. Yeah. And it was nighttime stuff. Yep. And it was, uh, it's so funny because like, the original cut of Club Dread was like fucking nine hours long. Right. I don't remember what has made it into the final cut or not.
1: Right. This particular scene was not, I don't think. It okay, was so it, it was you guys hiding the body of Carlos in the graveyard in the yeah. jungle.
0: So Juan and um Dave yeah. and Coconut Pete you, Soder, and Paxson are going to bury bodies in the in the jungle at night and we get freaked out. And we come running out and what we come running out into is the beach party. Right. Where Penelope gives me the grass hat. Right. And like she wants to take me back down the, the dark beach. But anyway, so like we shot all night and it was like hot and sticky and they're fucking mosquitoes. Like you had like you had we were covered with off. Yeah. With bug spray. And there were like there were nasty bugs down there yeah. too. There was shit yeah. that could kill you with one bite. <laughs> yeah. Um but I remember like there was a line which was It's
1: dead as a doornail.
0: Is de- dead as a doornail. Or dead as something dead as disco even yeah, something, yeah, something dead something as like something and paxton wanted another line
1: right he wanted something more colorful or something more interesting than dead as a doornail or dead yeah. as disco yeah
0: line. and it's i don't know straight. if he had asked anybody yet but he he was like let me goddamn he's like he's like give me a fucking line uh, it's i can't do this like dead as uh, dead uh, give me something dead as disco dead as dillinger dead as doornail i was like uh and he's like oh fuck it and he kept, walking. he's like, where's Hefman, goddammit? Where's Hefman? <laughs> Hefman. Hefman. And I was like, yeah. on the one hand, I was hurt that he gave me sure. three quarters of a second to come up with. But he did that to each of us.
1: He, he did it. He gave each lizard like three seconds, and then he would move on to the next one. Yeah. He's like, where's Heffman? He gave me a better line. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Bill Dedes. Ah, where's Soder? Where the hell's Soder? Where's solder? Yeah. <laughs> Go to solder. But, I, but I, I got enjoyment of the fact that he called you Heffman. Yeah. He, he did didn't even did. know your fucking name. He did. We asked him about that because, well, that was, I think it was the quick version or whatever it was. He used to call me a Heffman. And then the joke about it is, which we called him on when he was on the podcast, was that his wife in Big Love, Jennifer Goodwin, her character's name was Heffman. Right. And uh, I thought there had to be a connection, but he, he claimed no. Was he on Big Love at that moment in time? No, Big Love he did like a year after we got back. So like he... He probably did big, big love. We shot Club Dread in like 2003, I think, and then or 2002 or 2003, and then uh, he did Big Love like 2004, 2005. Okay,
0: that's how Club Dread came out 2004. Yeah, it did but we, we we shot we had,
1: a, we had a, I think we shot 2002, and then we had a long, really long edit period. Oh, we did. Oh, wait, we definitely did. Yeah, and so then they then once the edit period was over, then they picked a release date. Okay, that was it was 2004, February 2004. Okay, um, but anyway. Um. So. Uh. Uh. uh but yeah, he, he that was that great night. He got he got so pissed off because he wanted a better line. Yeah. And he just went from lizard to lizard, and then gave us his anger when each of us could not deliver for him. Yeah. Said, God damn it! What good are you guys? Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! I thought you were riders. I thought you guys were riders. Yeah. <laughs> you know he got cranky from time
0: to time. He did, but that was okay. The uh, the crankiest I think I saw him. Yeah. Was uh, an off day from the shoot. Okay, <laughs> right. When he he and I had a very funny day together. Right.
1: Where it was just a random thing that you guys both had the day off, right? And you guys are the only ones of the day. We off. had the day right. off. Okay.
0: He came over to uh, my cabana.
1: Yeah, your cabana. And uh,
0: was was like, uh, yeah, we were gonna. He, he's, he he said he wanted to teach me how to sail. Right. So you want to go sailing, want
1: to see if i wanted. Because he was a Renaissance man. I mean he could do anything. He knew all that shit. He knew everything. Like anything you throw at him, he's like, Yeah, okay, I'll do it with you. Teach you how to fish, teach you how to sail, teach you how to I don't know, build something, teach you how to whatever. He could do anything.
0: Yeah, he could do all that shit. Yeah. So he he said to teach me how to sail. Now first like he came over and I remember we were at my cabana and I had, you know, a ton of, of, of weed. Yeah. Because down there, it was like $5 for a pound or something like <laughs> right. that. Right. And our waiters got it for us. Okay. And it was fantastic. It right. was just honest, like weed, not hydroponic or anything. Right. It wasn't even green. It was brown right. with seeds it in jungle it. jungle weed. And just got you so, you know, it was, and, and he, was, he was like, you mind if I pinch a little off you? And I was like, sure <laughs> thing. And he, like, he, he started to roll a joint. Then he rolled a second joint. Then he rolled a third joint. Then a fourth joint. I was like, he's stealing my whole fucking stash here. Right. And we were listening to the Stones. Yeah. And I remember, he, like, "Time waits for no one" came on. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, "You hear that, man? How fucking poignant that is!" is? Uh-huh. As he's rolling my my weed up and pocketing <laughs> it, but, but he he was like, you "Hear that? Like, like time will will strip down a woman's face." Mm-hmm. You hear that? "Time waits for no one," my friend. Right. He's like, "That shit is fucking deep." Mick Jagger knew what he was fucking talking about. That shit was. He's a prophet. Right. And I was like. I, in my mind I was like Is this guy just bullshitting me Is fucking roll all my weight He's gonna throw some bullshit my way Anyway But well, he's not he's But was he was He was a
1: man of many sayings
0: Yeah So then we went He took me sailing And it was a small boat a Little sunfish boats Yeah a little teeny one And yeah. like
1: I'm gonna teach you how to sail City boy
0: Yeah That's and, what I'm gonna do Come here city slicker <laughs> There were two sharks in the water that day What? Where where Yeah you saw them or They were Yeah we saw them They were in, in the water Yeah Like uh, we're probably like Hundred two hundred yards offshore. Yeah, but they were like the like what like little black tip sharks or something like that. Okay. So like you know, I mean, try telling that to me, I was terrified. Sure, sure. He didn't give a fuck. Right, and uh, they're not gonna bother you, Lenny. Yeah, don't worry about. It. They're more scared of you than you are of them. Fuck, really? they don't even eat meat, really. And uh, so we're going along. He's like, "No, you're gonna. I'm gonna give you the controls here. You're gonna take the rope here. Okay. <laughs> now, well, you just make sure you just gotta be in control. You don't want to jerk it too hard. You don't want. Like, gave me a whole fucking list of things. I was like, "Sure." Okay. The second he handed me the rope, like, uh, I lost control of that boat. The fucking sail whipped around. <laughs> like, the the boat took a super hard... Like, it, it dipped to the side, and I fucking dumped him. <laughs> I, I dumped him in the ocean. Paxton I, goes flying out of the boat? He flew out of the boat, into the ocean, and luckily he grabbed onto a rope. Yeah. And the boat was cruising. Because otherwise,
1: what the fuck would you have done?
0: I would have sailed out... Yeah. Because you had no idea what how to stop you. I would have been down in Tierra del Fuego. I'd have been oh, on a desert island sure. by, with a volleyball by myself. Sure. That boat was cruising, yeah. and he was holding on to a rope being dragged <laughs> through the ocean. <laughs> and he's shouting shit to me while like water's going in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> I do the fucking thing! How do the and I'm just like, I don't fucking know what to do! I don't know what to do! Anyway, somehow, I don't even know what it was if I just like... Let the sail go
1: so the boat would just
0: fucking stop Sure And he finally made it back And he was pissed
1: Was he mad or was it Was he just felt bad for you He was half and your half Your incompetence He was super annoyed Yeah Cause He got dumped He was He was probably character. in his sunglasses And his fucking pink shirt
0: Yeah he was dry bef- Like five minutes earlier He was dry <laughs> and having a good
1: time Teaching a, <laughs>
0: teaching a city boy How to Teach a moron how to sail Sail. Yeah. Now, Five minutes later he's soaked uh-huh. In ocean water, his fucking days ruined. Not yeah. his days, but you know, I don't want to make it seem like that. It was, it was hilarious. Sure, he was annoyed. Yeah, for sure, he was annoyed. I would be, yeah. but he bounced back quickly, and then we sailed some more. But I, like, it was one of those things where you are like, now he's just putting on a good face. He's mm-hmm. never going to take me sailing again, <laughs> and he never did. Oh, yeah. But we had many more times, fun times together on boats. Oh, sure, sure, plenty more laughs
1: where that came from.
0: Yeah, right. like he. um you know, another fun thing that he did, I thought, which is really cool, is like he made the atmosphere of the set fun for everybody. And he treated us to his adventures, you know, like it was his idea to go sailing like on a little on a motorboat ride through the mangrove forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, it was something that was so close to the resort that we didn't even know it was there. It actually taught me a lesson, which was, you know, when you go to a location like this, you should have a tour guide take you around, because it would have been a cool location for us to shoot a scene in. Yeah. Because it was kind of spooky, but, like, that was a cool... I'd never seen anything like that before, and we, we went through the mangrove forest on the, a motorboat, and, like, it was... You were really, like, threading the needle with yeah. that boat, and we went through that, and then there was the day that he rented a boat and took us out, all out, and we went swimming with dolphins. Yeah. And it was it was a day off. We were just out there fishing and taking pictures and swimming with dolphins, and it was, like... I would have to say that, that was probably my favorite day of the shoot yeah the whole time because like the whole cast and you know a lot of the crew were out there yeah paxton treated it was his idea and it was just like one of those perfect days drinking beers having laughs and yeah. getting to know each other yeah and that was the kind of guy he was
1: yeah they, and he went back there years later with Soder and uh and weaver weaver and and uh MC I and think. MC Danny yeah. and I think they they revisited some of that stuff but uh, yeah but anyway uh, yeah and the, the other great thing about him spending that much time with him you learned that he was you know a family man and he loved his kids and his wife and his dad and his you know it was cool because when we
0: shot Club Dread his family came down and his son James loved crabs Yep. and we're like they went like crab fishing together mm-hmm. his dad his dad. His dad did come down, didn't he? I think so. Or did his dad come to the premiere? Well,
1: his dad definitely came to the
0: premiere, yes.
1: Definitely came to the premiere.
0: I think, no, his dad came down. Yeah. His dad came down. It was the last day. We were done shooting, and Bill had just cut all his hair off.
1: Oh, right. That was a weird day, too.
0: And his dad came down. Yeah. And they were going to go on a little trip together someplace.
1: Yeah. Because that was the other thing about it, the hair. He and I, we shared that bond of... Yeah, uh, just how terrible that hair was.
0: Right, you guys sat side by side in the uh, hair cabana
1: getting your extensions.
0: Uh, well, no, because we
1: what happened was we both our characters both had long hair, but we didn't have long hair, and so we were going to get extensions put in. But the problem is that we were going to be down in the jungle, basically in Mexico, for two months, so it couldn't be like we would get them touched up. You know what I mean? Like they had to do some fucking serious hair extension work. So basically, what they do is they tied. Uh, hair into our hair with like fishing wire, like hair by hair. And so uh, they came to us and they said, okay, it's going to be this process. It's probably gonna take about like 12 hours, eight to 12 hours to do it. And it's going to be kind of painful. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck it. Right. And so um, he went first. And when he was done, I saw him and it was like, he was like a crazed man. Like something had clicked. And I was like, what? How was it? He's like, it's the worst experience of my life. And he's like, I brought books to read. Yeah. I brought uh, things to watch. I couldn't do any of it. And all I did for 12 hours was I bit a towel. Oh, Jesus. To take away the pain. I just bit down on a towel. Because what it is is, if, is they just tug on your hair. And they do it for hours and hours and hours. And eventually like, your scalp goes into shock. Because it's like being pinched or pulled for like 12 hours. And, and your head goes eventually goes numb. And then goes, it gets bruised, like your scalp is bruised. And so I was like, how crack could it be? And then I did it, and it was the worst fucking thing, like 12 hours after your hair pulled. And then what happens is when they're in, you're so tired, but you can't sleep because you can't put your head down on the pillow because it, it it hurts. Because your you're coming hurts. out of shock? Yeah, your head hurts too much. So you have to sleep sitting up. And uh, it was so terrible. And so anyway, Bill and I had that process. And then as time went on, uh, when we were doing the shoot, hair would fall out, and you'd have to get redone and whatever it is we lived like that and then you know the day came where we had our hair chopped off and when I saw Bill it was like a different man when he had that he was no longer Coconut Pete did you guys bond like do you think you bonded over the fact that
0: you lived through that terrible experience
1: oh we definitely did because we would also be sitting in the thing and uh, the guy Sean who's the hair guy who's a little he was an interesting character but we spent like Bill and I spent a lot of time sitting with there with that guy and having that hair redone and whatever it was and, just you know joking about how ridiculous it was you know to have that hair yeah you know i mean it was it was a funny thing and he said i'll, I'll never do it again I said, i'll never do it again either so fuck it so i don't know i mean that uh, were there any other uh uh things down there that were good like you know there were different funny stories when we got back and and continued our friendship with them when we got back here you know it was like there were days where um i remember uh there was the day that we recorded we recorded the songs yeah and uh because that was the other fun thing like Bill was excited to sing, you know. He you know, he had a shitty voice, but it had a, it was one of those voices, with a lot of character. You know, it was like yeah. a Texas, you know, like a Tom Waits or something like that. Like he had a voice that was distinctive. You know what I mean? And he loved it. And uh, what happened was we recorded all those coconut Pete songs. We had a great time recording them. And then one of the songs didn't quite work to the cut, so we wrote a new song. And then he had to come back in. Yeah. And we had been away from me for a while, like maybe like a good six months. Like I think he had done, gone and done another movie. And then he came back, and so it was, you know, about six months later. And he came in to sing the song, and it was so fun. But he—that's w- the the candles moment, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, what happened was, he walked into the studio, the sound studio, and the sound studio had got had a flood in it or something. There was something in it, and uh, so they had writ- lit a bunch of candles to make it smell better. And so he walked into the studio, and he immediately flipped out because of all the candles. And we were like, "What the fuck could possibly be the a problem with the candles?" And he's like. God damn it, man, all the paraffins in the air. You know how many paraffins it kicks up in the air, man? i got to breathe those in. i got to sing. How am I supposed to do that with the paraffins in the air? <laughs> the
0: funny thing is is that um, I remember never having heard the word paraffins <laughs> before this incident occurred in our lives. Yeah. Paraffins. <laughs> in fact, it's. I mean, now I hear it all the time. Like, oh, yeah, sure. the paraffins. The paraffins. Yeah. I was like, yeah. when that... When I heard about that, I thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. That I was, was, I was like, you know, because we talk about, like, you know, sometimes when Paxton would get crusty, like yeah. in the pancake or the, the pink shirt or the Heffman, that was another one of those ones where he was snapping about something. Yeah. But in that case, I was like, I think he's just gone off the deep end. Yeah. He's talking about paraffin. I don't even know what a fucking paraffin <laughs> is. But
1: Soder, I was talking to soda yesterday, who was very broken up about it, and, uh. Uh, about the whole thing, and but you know he had a laugh with another guy about how uh, he had talked to the composer Nate, and they had shared that story, that paraffin story again, and uh, they kind of joked about if they have uh, candles in heaven, Pat's going to show up there and be fucking pissed. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got big fucking candles up there, man. Paraffins everywhere, bro. Those
0: candles don't burn out up there. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I mean, there's another story that you had, which I always thought was. Phenomenal! I was so sad I wasn't there. Was when you guys
1: went to go meet uh, Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, to show him the movie. Uh, yeah, well, Bill was really excited because he he had loved that he had played Jimmy Buffett, uh, a Jimmy Buffett type of guy, and then he had a connection to Buffett, like he knew his sister or something like that. He knew Buffett's sister, so Buffett, right? I think so. Yeah, and so um you know, all along in Bill's mind, you know, this was paying homage to him and, and to Buffett and. There's also that, the funny scene, which is one of my favorite scenes ever. We talked about it. was uh, when we sing Ponytails Cocktails, and then the girl says, play Margaritaville, and then he flips out because Coconut Pete had written a song called Pina Colada years before Margaritaville, Yeah. and he felt like Jimmy Buffett stole his thunder. So there's, there's great Jimmy Buffett jokes built in to that scene. Son of a son of a bitch. Right. Mother, motherfucker. Yeah. And so I think it was like a big moment for Bill to to watch that movie with Jimmy Buffett. And so it was down in Florida and uh and it was like at a theater that was relatively empty. Except, you know, in the middle of it was fucking Buffett and Paxson sitting side by side watching the movie. And of course, you know, Bill is like a kid, he's like so excited and so he's elbowing Buffett, you know, <laughs> in the during the movie, you know, when the good lines come up. And particularly that scene, yeah. the mother motherfucker and the laugh was so fucking big, and he elbows Buffett, and he's laughing, and uh, and Buffett loved it. Buffett was like, "God damn, it, I love those songs. I mean, I'm gonna get the songs, I'm playing a concert, you know." Oh man! And uh, and Paxson was so fucking happy that Buffett liked the movie, which was great. It was a great moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, Paxson was so happy, and that Buffett was happy, and you know, that's pretty funny. Um, but we, you know, we had a bunch of those things afterwards. The fact when we got back, and um. You know, we tried to get Bill to come do some other movies with us, and he was always—he was a pretty busy guy. He had done a, he was doing—she was doing Big Love after that. Yeah. And um, but that you know, he was one of those guys who had all those great phrases. He had great, you know, uh, terms that he would say, and he would say things like, you know, man, you got to read this book. It's got a lot of hair on it. You know, and you're <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck that means. What, that what mean? do you mean by that? Uh, but the but then one of the great ones was, um, you know, we were shooting the and Salmon. And uh, it was a very kind of ensemble thing where people would come in and do a day, you know. And so we tried to get Paxton to come in for the role of the TV uh, producer with Morgan Fairchild. And um, so he had entertained it for a while or whatever. I mean, he had other things he was doing, and so you know. Uh, but ultimately, he just called me up and uh, and uh, I guess I'm not talking about school, I guess, but he he called me because I can't Kevin, I can't do this movie. And I was like, What's my, what do you mean? I mean, it's just a little fun thing. He's like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't connect with the part, really. What does that mean? You know, what do you mean? Just come do a day. We'll have some fun. And he's like, all right. To be honest with you, I don't, Want to come there and be Morgan Fairchild's fart catcher, <laughs> and I, and I was like, I beg your pardon. And he goes, I don't want to be anybody's fart catcher. I don't want to be anybody's fart catcher in a scene. I just don't want to, you know. <laughs> and I had never heard that phrase before. Yeah. I don't know if you had ever heard that phrase never, before. Never. But I'm on the phone, like I'm upset these not doing but I'm also laughing at what a great colorful way to put it. I don't want to be someone else's fart catcher, yeah. be, meaning the person standing behind. The guy behind the guy catching the farts, yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> which is, and I've since have heard that phrase uh, a couple times, but at that time I had never fucking heard that phrase before. It was such a wonderful phrase. I love it. Didn't we discover that far, a fart catcher actually was a real occupation? Uh, yeah, I think there, I think there was. We we all looked it up, and it was a it was established. It was an established term, like in like the Baroque and <laughs> yeah, show times. Like, I guess so. There's somebody who'd walk behind like a lord or somebody right. of, of, of notoriety, and literally was the fart catcher. Yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately we got Lance Henriksen to play the part, which is fucking great and was a, is a whole other thing and a well, whole other wonderful thing Bill helped us to get that. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were friends, and so Bill put in the good word. And ultimately the part was not a fart catcher, but I think, you know, that at that point it was a, it was funny that Bill used that. And, you know, cool that we could be honest with each other about how it, I don't yeah. like the part. He said, I don't like the part. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. And so uh, I think uh, another thing was we, we were... When we shot Super Troopers 2, there was another part that we were hoping to put him in, and then we actually cut that part out of the movie Yeah, uh, during the writing process just for budget reasons, and then it never quite worked out. But yeah. um, it was always, you know, a dream to work with the guy again, and um, it was such a funny thing to get him to come to our podcast that time, and this is what, two years ago, whatever it was, Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're close and stuff, but it, he... He kind of didn't have a concept of what a podcast was at that point. Like, I think he didn't understand the concept of it. And it was more like, well, he's like a radio interview or something? Or what, you know, what do you, what is it, you know? And you had the conversation with him, right? Yeah, he didn't
0: understand what it was. I tried to explain what it was. And I was really trying to minimize the impact on him. I was like, it's just like, don't worry. It's like... Forty-five minutes. It's just an interview. We're gonna come and have a forty-five good
1: time. minutes. What the
0: hell are we gonna talk about forty-five minutes? Yeah, like, well, you know, we're gonna talk about. We'll talk about like how you came up, and then we'll talk about Club Dread, and we'll talk about what you're working on next. You can plug stuff. And he he's he's like, but what? And now, what the fuck is it? And I was like, it's called a podcast. <laughs> And he's like, "But it's live, and you record." I was like, "Yeah, we record." He's like, "Where did it brought? What station is it on?" And I was like, "It's, it goes out on Nerdist. He's like, "What the fuck is Nerdist? And I'm like, "It's like, it's like." It reminded me of when I tried to, when my mom busted me for, well, really it was coke, but I told her it was weed, and I tried it. Yeah. She said, "Get me stoned," and I was trying to explain to her about the carb. Uh huh. And she was like, "Why is it called a carb?" I was like, "It's short for carburetor." And she's like, "Why? Why do they call it carburetor?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't fucking know. Just <laughs> do it, just, Bill. Just come down and do the goddamn podcast. We'll have a good time. We'll go out."
1: But he's an old school guy, so he just didn't know what a podcast was. You know he, what I mean? He didn't
0: know what it was, yeah. and I think you know, it's like I don't think he, you know, truly what it was was he was doing us a favor. He was, he was really, doing us a favor. He was doing us a favor. Like I, like he was reluctant. We did have to kind of drag him, kicking and screaming. We'd been after him for a little while. And, you know, you talked about him on the phone. He's like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. But like,
1: uh, but then he came, and, like, we talked for, like, two and a half, three hours or whatever it was. And, and the funny thing was is that,
0: like... He had a uh, great time. Like, we paused it a few times, like, for yeah. bathroom breaks. Yeah. And uh, he'd always be like, how much longer do we have to do... This? Like, how long is this goddamn thing? How long is this fucking thing? We're like, I don't know. Like, you're the one who keeps burping and th- talking. And uh, But he came... And he was awesome. He he's was great. perhaps one of our most unruly guests as well.
1: Why, because he's all the burping and he's kept burping drinking and, he wasn't, and somebody brought beers, right? Didn't Colbert bring beers? Yes, yeah, so he came with Colbert. they brought beers. Right, Mike Colbert, who used to be his assistant, now he's a accomplished writer in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, so like the funny thing was is that it became like a big it was gonna be a big sex in the city type thing. The four of us were making an evening out of it. we were gonna podcast. Out. Yeah, and then go out. Weaver too. Oh he sure did yeah, then. Mike he? Weaver, yeah. Yeah. And we were gonna go light it up. Mhm.
1: Yeah we're gonna record a podcast And then go out Get a nice dinner And have some drinks Paint the town shit. red Yeah Reconnect with Paxton Yeah little Have
0: some d- laughs Little did we know <laughs> Our lives Were about to take a turn <laughs> That's true Cause we got to We went to the Like we went to the bar Yeah That we were going to Eat slash drink Yep And I remember that Bill and I Went in to survey The restaurant portion Yep And it was pretty full Yeah And you And Mike Culbert Right Went to check out, and Weaver. Yep. Went to check out the bar. We were kind of standing back in the bar area. It's pretty crowded. It was crowded. We were, I think we were at that point, we were like, okay, we just had to find a place to post up. Right. And I remember you came running into the restaurant and you were like, right. let me.
1: Well, yeah. Well, what happened was yeah. I was standing in that bar. It was crowded. And I was looking to where you guys had walked into the dining area or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's this huge commotion and people are like, you know, yelling and Whatever, and I and I turn around, there's like a scrum. It looked like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And then I looked to Colbert next to me, and he was no longer next to me. Yeah. And I looked on the ground, and Colbert was on the ground. <laughs> he was on the ground. Yeah. He had fainted. Yeah. He had passed out, and he fainted. And uh, and I was like, it was a surreal moment. I was like, holy shit, what the, I should do something. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It was happening fast for you. It was. And I, I yelled for you guys, and then we-, we, we Well, you, I mean- because that was,
0: we were basically in the doorway of where the bar meets the restaurant portion, Right. right. And you were j- just on the other side of that in the bar proper. And, and you were like, Lemmy, it's Culbert. Right. And I turn around and then I looked and I saw him laying down on the floor with his head like kind of propped up on the side of the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where he had landed.
1: <laughs> and I wanted Paxton to do something about it because Paxton, Paxton knows everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought he would just fix him. Yeah. Like something he'd picked up Like you know Well, oh, man when we were filming Titanic I met this uh, The shaman Right I thought he would just yeah, Zip in and do that shit But yeah. no so then We tr- uh, tried to help Culbert out And he I, re- I realized at that point no, You know He's a bigger guy Than I thought he was It was hard to get him up But finally we got him up And uh, we got him outside And it really put a damper On the <laughs> evening
0: um, It pretty much like uh, Yeah I mean It, it uh, created a whole Different uh, vibe You know we While well, we tried to revive I mean Culbert was awake I remember, like, he was fine. He just fainted. He just fainted, and then like you know, we were like we brought him some water, and we were sort of you know there was a little anxiety there. He was like uh, he, he was like oh man, you know like he was freaked out by it, right? And Paxton w- was like it was like man, hold we gotta get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> TMZ gonna be all over this shit. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. We're like, hold on, Paxton. There's no TMZ here. <laughs> like nobody has spotted you. They're, they will. Yeah. He's like, but don't just you mark my words. Yeah. It's a matter of time. And we
1: went to a restaurant then. Another restaurant down the street, where everyone did re- know Paxton, recognize Paxton. And do you remember,
0: we ran into Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. Yeah, and Nick Swardson. And Nick Swardson. Yeah. And it turns out Paxton and Fred Durst were friends. Yep. And so we chatted with them for a while, and Culbert yeah. was there. And like it, that was one of those things where like Culbert, he was like a changed person. Like It's like he had just gotten out of prison. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He was kind of pale and and Clammy
0: His mood was never Like good right, Wasn't happy that. He was so
1: Eventually he, he, he got in a cab and Went home
0: Yeah But he was shell shell like He stuck around For like another hour right. Or something like that <laughs> But like wasn't really talking Right and, and, then, and everyone was like You okay man You alright buddy
1: Yeah And then to go back To their beers He'd be like Yeah yeah I'm fine
0: <laughs> And then everyone was Trying to give him advice <laughs> Like you know like You, could, like, you know what man just like It's cool bro Yeah It's okay If you're upset right now Just let yourself be upset That's what I was telling <laughs> I was like Don't fight it That's just gonna make it worse For yourself He's like Okay thanks 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 mm-hmm. And everyone secretly Is like You know Why don't we put him in a cab And get him the fuck out of here Because he's
1: ruining our time <laughs> That actually I think that was The last time I hung out with Paxton It was the last time We hung out with him Yeah Did we not see him I once I talked after to him that? since then Yeah But we I mean that was a fun night And then it was like a, Let's do it again Yeah, yeah. Uh, well you know uh, uh, obviously you know but uh, Rob Lowe is in Super Troopers too. yeah and Rob Lowe is one of Bill's best friends yeah and uh, and so it was not connected in any way that that's how Rob Lowe ended up in Super Troopers it was because Jay worked with him in a show called The Grinder and uh, but I think Paxton was psyched to hear that Rob was working and, and Rob was psyched that he was working with friends of Paxton and it was you know Big plan, like, we're all going to get together and hang out and blah, 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 you know? And then...
0: It really is too bad that we cut that character. I wish, now in retrospect, like, it would have been nice to figure yeah. out how to make it work because it would have been awesome to have, like, you know, another, another fun adventure with Paxton. Yeah, absolutely. And it would have been great to see him and, and Rob Lowe. Because Rob Lowe did a pretty good Paxton impression. Great Paxton impression um, there,
1: But there are a lot of good Paxson impressions out there
0: It's easy Once you meet the fella You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just like Man, all the fucking paraffins in here you crazy? <laughs> Where's Heffman? <laughs> Old Pancake Old Pancake Paxton Paxson. Yeah um, It's a big Terrible bummer. It's a big bummer. Shocking you Sad You know, man, it, it just like um, Bill Paxton had
1: a fantastic life Yeah And there's a lot of ways to remember him now there, I mean, he's done so much You watch so many of his movies now
0: Always, you I'm know I'm going mean, to go watch
1: A Simple Plan That's what I'm going to watch You
0: know what's a great one too Was the movie One False Move Yeah I remember talking about that with him When we first met You know, he I think one of one of his Not regretted But sort of lamented Yeah Was that he felt Maybe a couple of his performances Were
1: overlooked Yeah Well, I think Simple Plan he, I talked to him about that You know, that was One of his favorite performances ever Yeah And One False Move He played the as billy bob thornton
0: wrote that and directed that. Yeah. And he played the sheriff of like of a town or the police chief of a town where, you know, a criminal is coming through. Yeah. And the FBI shows up and he's, you know, he's really kind of like he's a guy who aspires to maybe be better than the local police that he is when the FBI shows up and like they're tooling on him behind his back. Yeah. I always really liked that performance of his. Yeah, and no, that's great. I don't think there's a person who watched Bill Paxton in a movie who didn't like him. Yeah. Everything, Even like, you know, you watch like the original Terminator movie And it's like Paxton is one of the guys at the yeah. beginning Who, you know, well, he gets his kids. heart ripped out by Yeah,
1: takes his, the Schwarzenegger takes his clothes
0: Yeah <laughs> And like, I mean, you think about that Even like, I mean, he was a memorable guy
1: Oh yeah, True Lies He's uh, a funny character He's the, he's the comic I got of a tiny dick <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's so funny in that movie I mean, and you know, like Chet The funny thing about Chet was, and I think we might have talked about this on, on the podcast when he was on, was that he, that's one of the roles that people really identify yeah. with the most. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that, like, for the the lay person, like, Chet is a go-to, and they'll talk to him about Chet, and it's the one that, like, drove him a little crazy. Right. Like, he, did, he was, he's like, <laughs> I did other shit besides fucking Chet. <laughs> but so, like, he was like, I fucking hate it when people talk to me about Chet. Like, fucking check out some of the other shit. I simple plan. Yeah. Apollo 13. Yeah, like all you know, and so uh, it was funny because at the premiere for Club Dread, yeah, like my dad, he's like, and who is in this movie? I was like, a guy named Bill Paxton. He's like, who is that? We're like, he's Chet from Weird Science. He's like, oh Chet, <laughs> oh Chet, oh he is funny. Chet, even <laughs> your dad, does. Chet was funny. He's still like you know, like my dad's memory is going now, but he yeah. still remembers Chet. Sure, I'll wow. talk to him about Chet.
1: So memorable. Yeah,
0: and he's like, oh Chet, and so at the premiere, I'm like my dad met Bill Paxton. And I was like, Bill, just fucking bear with us for, for a second. <laughs> All right, just humor him. And uh, I'm like, Dad, here's Bill Paxton. He's like, Oh, Chet, yeah. oh Chet, yeah. you and and you know, I could Paxton was just smiling through. He was like, Oh, thank you, Mister Lemmy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that is so nice. Like you know, I mean, it was. By the way, he had a real a, a gift for making people feel welcome. To oh him. he did he, he was so welcoming yeah. like you know, I mean, your parents came down to Mexico oh, yeah, and like,
1: I have pic- I, I was sending pictures to my mom I, uh, and my dad, pictures of them with Bill, and yeah, so nice. I always had a nice word, always had an interesting story so, I, I wish I could be more like that so do I kev i 'm a dick, you are a dick <laughs> you are a dick, but Kevin, not, not pancake why don 't you turn over a new leaf? I'm gonna try to I mean I think I gotta have to do that And a, and a health leaf too You know Like these things happen You know I I uh, I mean I always thought That we would Work together again With Bill Or do yeah. something together With Bill And now we won't And, and uh, it's surprising to me I might need to change My lifestyle a little bit What more. are you gonna do? I don't know you gonna sober up Queen? No more pancakes No fuck that Sure I'd like to sober up But we gotta go Fucking Uh Magic. Burlington Mardi Gras this weekend Magic hat All right well at least you can practice your fucking people skills <laughs> Okay I'll do that then I'll, do, be nice. that. I'll do that Will you All be right. nice? Yeah I'll try to be nice All right All right well We miss Bill Paxton We do terribly. we're gonna miss him And uh, we've
0: been thinking about him a lot You know it's I think the, it's one of the gifts of, of Bill Paxton Is you do get to You can enjoy I mean there's so many movies that Paxton is in That are fantastic And, and he's a big part of that Yeah um, I think I will watch Tombstone
1: Yeah fuck yeah what a great
0: God damn Is that a great
1: movie Great movie Great mustaches In that movie
0: Such good mustaches <laughs> His too His is great
1: Alright Bill We'll miss you Okay
0: Thank you for the laughs True crew I'm true And I'm eating pancakes On the way you out You are I gotta eat
1: pancakes too Fuck it
0: I'm eating You know what I'm eating Coconut pizza paella Yeah, yeah coconut I'm gonna have pancakes And coconut pizza paella Yeah And that's it Because the only two Foods I associate with
1: Bill You think any money has to put up with shit Son of a son of a bitch Um okay Let's do it. Let's go out. Let's go out. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Chukru. We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving nerdist.com.